Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is an expert on identity and self-image, self-concept. And this has morphed into something that is actually a very powerful aspect of leadership. Joining me today is Stedman Graham. He is an author, a speaker. His new book, Identity Leadership, is making some waves right now in the leadership world. And I'm excited today to welcome you, Stedman, to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate uh, the introduction and the work that you're doing, Dr. Paul. Stedman, I have enjoyed looking at not only your new book, but a career where you have taken a concept that is sometimes thought of as um, one of the soft skills. Uh, We're talking identity, self-awareness, mindfulness maybe is another word that comes to mind. And you're showing us why that is so important in a leadership context. Can you tell us a little bit about what is this identity leadership? Where did that come from? Well, first of all, uh, companies, organizations, countries, states, cities, uh, families live and die off of leadership mm-hmm. and the lack of thereof. So it's, it's very, very important to understand how to effectively perform at the highest possible level when you're in a leadership position or you're in a position to uh, have influence. So identity leadership is um, self-leadership, which is based on the philosophy that you cannot lead anybody else until you first lead yourself. So I've been working on self-mastery and self-development and self because I was trying to find equality for myself early on in my life and didn't really understand what that looked like. And uh, being labeled by race and being labeled by family and being labeled by, you know, I had two, two special needs brothers growing up. And that was that defined my existence, that defined who I was early on. And I grew up with low self-esteem, but lack of confidence in myself and defined by as a basketball player. And then later on in life, being defined by my relationship with Oprah and all of that. So, so, you know, looking for the answers. I realized over a period of time that the answers were not on the outside. Mm. That if you look to the world to define you, they will always define you as less than. And so there was no learning process for me to be able to take my power back. So I had to create it for myself, uh, you know, basically for survival, you know, because you live Mm. in a world where you're, defined by all these external things and you're programmed to believe that's who you are and you're bumping your head against, you know, all the obstacles that you face and you don't know how to solve the, uh, any of these issues. You certainly don't know how to solve socioeconomic 
issues and, and how to self-actualize your potential based on your work, based on your, um, you know, any kind of hobbies that you have based on uh, your uh, family, based on any of those things. So you actually are working, you know, subpar. You're working below your potential as a human being. So the need for this book was for me. I mean, the need for this information was for me. And I st- it's still for me every single day. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to retune my life, how to maximize my potential based on um, my talents, my skills, my passion, and my purpose in life, how to live effectively and meaningfully, mm-hmm. how to be able to you know, take information and make it relevant to who I am, be a better thinker, be a better shaper and designer of, of my own future, which is very timely because, Dr. Paul, is what the 21st century now is asking you to do. It wants you to be a thinker, a lifelong learner, a self-directed learner. It wants you to yeah. take charge of your development. It wants to focus on you. It wants you to focus on you. I love that you said that you wrote this for you, or that this comes from your personal experience. This is not just some philosophy that you studied or learned, and there's definitely a need for it. Uh, you look at, at our workforce today and how how many of our uh, people in our workforce are disengaged or feeling unimportant or, as, as you said, uh, functioning at a level that is far less than what they're capable of. And it might be because we've bought in to this idea. I just want to run this past you and see what you think. Uh, this idea that we need to be someone other than who we are. What what does that idea do for you? Where does that take you? Well, it, what you have to be somebody than than, than what you are because you don't know who you are. So you have to fake. <laughs> you know, you you have to act like that you are big time because you got a nice car. You just bought an Escalade. You have to act big time because you live in a certain neighborhood because you really don't have a core base to build from because otherwise none of those things would be that important. You know, right. they have their importance. You know, they, they, they mean something that means that you hard worker, you understand the capitalistic system, you're able to make a little bit of money. You know, you're able to do well in life and you, you know, all of that, you got determination and the drive, but certainly you haven't reached your potential as a human being. If you just follow the average system stuck in place, if you follow the average, if you follow the average uh, educational system, which teaches you just how to memorize and take tests, repeat the information back, get labeled with a grain two weeks later, you forget the information. If you just follow that, you're going to be average. If you just follow the work system, just getting up every day, single day, doing the same thing over and over every single day, and you don't have a thought, you don't have any new innovation or creativity, and all you're doing is just following other people and you're bragging to people about how many years you've been on the job. You've been on the job for 44 years and you haven't moved from, from, from where you are to, 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 to anywhere else. And you, mm-hmm. and, and you're, you're still stuck in the same place. Right. You have no more in the end than you had in the beginning. So, you know, so what are we talking about? We're talking about you live in America. You're talking about you have access to, Technology today. You couldn't have a better opportunity than to succeed than today. You can you can reach people all over the world in about you know less than thirty seconds. Right. And uh, and in the minute get a response. 
So, I mean, all the technology and the devices and going to the moon and, you know, having these engineering schools and having access, access to all kinds of information and knowledge through technology and, and, and being in America where the schools are free, all of that is for what? Mm. It's for you to be able to self-actualize your potential and turn Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that triangle upside down, where you begin to organize your life at the earliest age possible so that you have more time to be uh, the kind of person you're supposed to be based on your purpose in life. But if we, if we don't teach that, then you don't know how to do it. So what I do in one of my nine-step success process, I'm teaching the how based on my own personal experience. Mm. I'm applying that not only to leadership, I'm applying it to the, the capitalistic system, to business, to social economics, to labels, all the things that I've learned throughout the years that tells me this is who I can be if I understand the process of success and how it works. And then letting people know that the process of success is the same for everybody. The difference is mm -hmm. some people know it, some people don't. And some people are followers and some, are, some people are leaders. I hear the energy in your voice as you talk about this because you've been there. You've, you've been in that place where you have to ask yourself the question, am I, am I my race? Am I my profession? Am I my relationship? Uh, you've been there in all of those places, and you're now speaking with this strong, passionate voice about, hey, do an identity check here. Find out who you actually are. And I think that's the first of your nine steps, right? Yeah, absolutely. You can't do the rest of it. You can't even have a vision without having an identity. An identity, you want to try to have an identity? I mean, you got to go back to mom and dad. You go to back. Got to got to go back as as uh, as the former professor used to say. You got to go back to the pit. You mm. got to go back way back to mom and dad, to grandma, to your historical background. What did they learn? And then what did they teach you in that household for eighteen years? What mm. did you get out of that? How much anger do you have? How much rage do you have? What's your belief system about yourself? What did you learn? What, what kind of fear do you have? You know, what, how, what kind of courage do you have? What kind of drive do you have? What, what, what do they give you that you can use today to be able to self-actualize your potential based on, on, on the possibilities that you have for yourself? Mm -hmm. This has a powerful personal impact. Uh, just in terms of how we feel about ourselves. But Stedman, you're taking this to a much higher level because we influence other people from that starting place. And, and I think you're establishing this as the, the foundation, really, of effective leadership. We have to know who we are, what, what it is that influences us, where we come from, so that we understand our own thinking. And I think that's just powerful. What? It's powerful what you just said, Dr. Paul, when you talk about understanding your own thinking. Yeah. O-W-N, own. Do you have any thinking that you own? Do you have any feelings that you own? Do you, do you have any desires that you own? Do you have any dreams that you own? 
Do you have any imagine? You have an imagination that you own. You know, what do you own that you can work with, that you can create and design for yourself, so that you're not using pain and suffering as a design and poverty as a design to, you know, to define your existence. I don't you know, think you're so denying you first that. have to transform. You got to transform the the negativity. That's the first thing. You got to have some self awareness yeah. about who you really are before you can even start to build. I, I don't think you're denying that that pain or that hardship exists. You're familiar with it, but that we don't get stuck there. We don't attach ourselves to that in a way that that defines our identity. I think everybody has challenges. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. You're, you, you know, you're those, those, sometimes those are the motivators. Right. Sometimes those are the drivers, you know? So, but what we have to do is figure out what the process is for utilizing all of the tools that we have, the strengths and the weaknesses to be able to figure out what we're going to do with our 24 hours, which is what makes us all equal. Everybody has 24 hours. The question is, what do you focus on? Mm. You know, what, are you, what are you organizing? What are you developing? What are you building? Where are you going? And how are you going to get there? That's, what this, that's why I write this nine steps of trust process. First for myself, Mm-hmm. which I use every single day to evaluate any project, any program, where I'm going, how I'm going to get there, right? Because you guys, not the answers, just the questions. Yes. And so when you realize that you can now focus on anything by asking the right questions and then looking for the answers, the answers, that's what takes long. Knowing who you are, man, who are you? That's the mm. question. How long does it take to find out who you are? Your whole <laughs> life. <laughs> That's the answer. It's a process, not an event, isn't it? Folks, right. we, we've, got, we've opened up some interesting things here. Stedman, you have introduced a concept, identity leadership, that we're going to dig into a little bit more as we come back from this break. Folks, this is Stedman Graham at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Do you dream of making a bigger difference more of the time? Have you thought about life coaching as something that you would like to offer? If you are an influencer or a speaker or a leader or a coach, this webinar is for you. In this webinar, I'll share with you seven important clarities that are absolutely essential to setting up a successful life coaching practice. If you're ready to take some courageous steps To add life coaching to the services you offer your clients, register now at liveonpurpose.coach forward slash webinar. That's liveonpurpose.coach.com forward slash webinar. And we're back. Stedman Graham at Live On Purpose Radio today. Stedman, we've opened a box of really rich stuff here. And I don't think we can possibly get through the whole thing. Your book, Identity Leadership, identifies nine different aspects of, of, or a nine-step process, really, that we go through. It starts with check your identity. Understand who you are, what brings about the thought patterns and behaviors and beliefs that are characteristic of your own life. 
and there's eight others. I don't know that we can get into all eight, but I'm wondering if there are a few of those that kind of come to the surface for you as, as I don't know if I would say favorites. <laughs> what Share another powerful part of this process with us so that we can get a little check on how identity contributes to leadership. Well, identity makes you authentic, number one. It makes you really focus on what you should be doing and what you should be putting time into. Mm-hmm. And what you also should be eliminating as time wasters. And we waste a lot of time because we're not focused. Whatever you focus on expands. And so you want a natural, a natural focus. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to be happy when you're when you're doing this work, when you're doing the work you're supposed to do. It's supposed to be like, you know, fun. It's supposed to be like you enjoy it. It's supposed to be like, you know what? I'm going to spend, I'm going to do an all-nighter. I'm going to stay up all night long because I love this work so much. I'm going to, I'm going to forget about going to sleep tonight. <laughs> and so, you, you know, and then when you have, when you just fall asleep on your papers and just fall asleep in the bed with all of the papers and stuff around you by focusing on your work and you don't even know what time it is. You know, that's what we're talking about when we talk about, you know, uh, identity leadership. Are you an identity leader? Are, do you believe in what you're doing? Are you a hard worker? Are you passionate about it? Are your talents and skills relevant to that? And so mm-hmm. the, the word that describes an identity leader and also check your ID, understanding who you are, the word is love. Uh-huh. So love allows you to think about all the things that you're passionate about. It allows you to develop a purpose, living with purpose, as your show is called, living with purpose your whole life, organizing all those things and then being able to micromanage all of that and putting that together as a framework for focusing on taking information and making it relevant to all of those things so that you can empower yourself based on knowledge. Just like uh, Einstein said, be, be, you, know, you can't solve a problem with the same mindset that caused it. It caused, and, and the good book says, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. You can't possibly renew your mind and your thinking unless you have a foundation for storing information. You've got to have a reservoir to be able to store that information in a place that ties to the core of who you are. And I'm talking about your heart, your soul, which is tied to your motivation, is tied to your passion. And then the second step allows you now to create a vision. So vision is what you see for yourself. It's the framework that you're going to live in. It's like having a vision board and organizing everything that you're passionate about. And you're putting it on that vision board so you can go to the third step, which is now self-actualization. How are you going to now organize all those things that you love with a vision that gets you beyond your current circumstances? Mm -hmm. Poverty it's staying in the same place, doing the same thing over and over every single day. You're not going anywhere. If you did the same thing you did yesterday as you would do today, as you would do tomorrow, what have you done? Nothing. That's poverty. Poverty. Vision allows you to get beyond the circumstances you're in by organizing the resources around you so that you can empower yourself, so you can develop a process of continuous improvement all day long. 
so that you can be a better person today than you were yesterday and build value. And the value that you give yourself is the value the world gives you. The world sees you as you see yourself. So that's tied to your belief system and what you believe about yourself, which is communicated in the first three seconds when you walk through that door. Wait a minute. So you're saying it's not magic. It's not luck. And and I can't blame my circumstances for where I am. There, there's a process that I could go through, regardless of all that, that can help me to achieve the joy and the happiness. And then you used a really fluffy word here just a few minutes ago, Stedman. You said love. And now you're getting really soft on me, right? Or is that a hard... I'm getting hard on you. I'm getting hard <laughs> on you because love is hard. Fear is easy. Ah, uh, yeah. Easy. You know, to love your neighbor as yourself, that's tough. To love your enemies and forgive them, that's tough. It's easy to hate. You know what? It's interesting it's when I do... To, it's, easy. it's easy not to self-actualize. It's easy to sleep in the bed all day. That's easy. Well, default is downhill, right? On what you love, huh? I, I said default is downhill. It, yeah, you, it's easy not to do anything. Yeah. To focus on what you love, to be able to self-actualize who you are, that's tough. Can because we now open that up just? I want to open that up just a little more with you, Stedman, because you're. You're talking about a word that doesn't get used a lot in the leadership industry, but you're saying that it's it's part of that core, it's part of your identity and that authenticity that can all actually make you a very successful leader. And the word love is is not often used in that context. So, but you're seeing that it's a powerful part of it. Well, if you're just given a position and it's not tied to the core of who you are, you don't really care. Right. You just want to do exactly what they pay for or you do exactly, you know, as much as you have to do. And you're going to walk around and act like you're all of that. But you're, you don't really care about the people. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't even care about yourself. You know, you're just living the, you know, you're just acting out what, what you were given is a position and a title and then mm-hmm. you may do a good job, but you're not invested in it. And then you may look for the next job and the next job, but you don't really have a career path. Mm-hmm. You're not making an impact. So we the, the 21st century says we're tired of that. We want people who care about the people. We yes. want people who are focused on what they really love and care about. We want people who can make an impact. We want people who, when they talk, they actually believe what they're saying. Mm-hmm. We want folks who, 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 are, who can organize themselves in such a way that they can become effective. We want effective leadership that focuses on performance and excellence based on purpose and passion because the 21st century is saying, if you do not do that, then you're not going to be a learner. You're mm. not going to be a developer. You're not going to stay on the cutting edge because it's too hard. It's too difficult to keep up. I think we need people with that kind of vision to change the trends because it, it feels to me 
like our society, maybe our educational system, are set up in ways to create uh, conformist average workers. People. Average, yeah. Average. Average is the enemy. You can't survive today doing the same thing you've been doing all of these years in a traditional system that is set up at, for an institution to take care of you. Right. I, you know what? Your I had entitlements good... are gone. Your entitlements are gone. I had a good... You can't survive on entitlements anymore. Right. You just reminded me of a good conversation I had with uh, another guest on this show, Mary Louise Zeller, who's a, a six-degree black belt in Taekwondo. She's in her late 70s. She can kick you the next Wednesday. And she said to me once, she said, Paul, the troops aren't coming. And then she paused for a minute to that, for that to sink in. And she said, we are the troops. And I'm hearing that in what you're saying as well, Stedman. We got to get out of that victim mentality and see that we've got something to do with it. You, start, you have to stop waiting for the troops to take care of you. They're not going to save you. It's a machine. We're doing the machine it's machine against the human beings. Mm. It's taken over. The technology is taken over and moving forward. It's not, it's not waiting for you to, to keep up. Mm -hmm. It's passing you by so fast and so quickly. It is very difficult for you to keep, unless you're focused on your own expertise, things that are relevant to you so that you're studying and learning and developing yourself all the time so you can give something back, so you can be a servant leader to the world, so you can organize your network and then utilize technology, you know, to co-create with what your, what your ideas are, not right. to eliminate it, not to, you know, bash it, not to get mad because you lost your job but to be able to reinvent yourself and focus on the opportunities based on looking at the glass half full. So you couldn't have a better opportunity than today because you have access to a whole world, but you can't sit back and wait for somebody else to, to do it for you. You have to reeducate yourself. You have to relearn. You have to redevelop and retrain based on the changing uh, uh, opportunities in the world we have today. Right. Oh, I love that message. Stedman, this is really resonating with me uh, in, in terms of what I've developed, you know, around positivity and, and getting control of your own mind. People just sometimes forge through life with whatever they've been programmed to do and don't stop to pay attention to it. And I see you as one of these people who is speaking up to, to help people see that and to become more intentional and to focus on their identity as they become more authentic. And then that has such an impact on our entire community. Uh, how can people connect with you, Stedman? Where, where's the best place for them to connect with you if they're interested in having you speak or to connect with your books and such? The best way is stedmangram at me.com is my website. Okay. All of my information is on there. Office of phones and all of that is on there. Okay. Um, but, you know, okay. I, I'm, I'm training a lot of different people, corporations, organizations, 
uh, athletes, professional athletes, immigrants, you know, refugees over in Amsterdam, a lot of different places. So, um, you know, we live in America, the greatest country in the world. And, and it, if our people aren't trained and retrained and don't have a different mindset, mindset, they're not going to be able to, to perform based on the opportunity. So you just have somebody taking up space in the cubicle that are not, you, you said it early on, Paul, Dr. Paul, you talked about engagement. Gallup said that 64% of the people in, uh, who are in the workforce and employed are not engaged. That's may even be higher than that. It's a huge problem. Maybe higher than that. I'm saying 64%. Well, you've opened up some important possibilities. And folks, as you're listening to this interview today, I hope you've taken a look at where you are with this. Stedman Graham, the book is Identity Leadership. And they can pick that up on your website, right? Uh, Absolutely. Amazon website, uh, Barnes and Noble, books uh, books a million. Absolutely. Wonderful. We've got a a link there in the description on the show notes as well. Highly recommend that you connect with Stedman with his good work. Uh, Again, Stedman Graham, Identity Leadership is the book and you can connect to it uh, in a number of ways. Let's take a look at where we are in this whole process. Folks, you've heard it from Stedman Graham himself. I'm going to give you the last word here, Stedman, as I encourage people to go out there and live on purpose. What would you like to leave our listeners with as we close? You're not your circumstances, you're your possibilities. 